cmru.ca by students for you. Join Gus Hunt in his electric expedition to understand electronic dance music. He'll solve whether Daft Punk is the start of a robot uprising. If you're ready to be zapped into a new world, join him. Hi, my name is Gus Hunt, and today we're going to have some special guests. But before we get to that, on the topic of Spider-Man, I, what is Sony trying to do with this character? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, they're making a movie for Morbius, and Morbius was a character who... He's the living vampire. He's a character from the comics. He's a guy named Michael Morbius, and he does some science stuff to become a vampire, but he's not like a real vampire, hence the living vampire thing. It doesn't make any sense. But, I digress. He's got like weird sucker things on his palms to suck the life force out of people, or the plasma, which is just the blood, but he's, cause he's, he's a vampire, but not really. And they're making a movie out of him, because Sony's just doing this thing, and they have these, these massive plans to make a bunch of solo movies for Spider-Man villains that many people in the mainstream have never heard of. and. I really don't like it because it's Sony desperately trying to hold on to the rights of the character because Sony Pictures is unable to make another movie with that makes any money like Spider-Man does. So instead of just like giving the reins over to Disney, even though Disney's also just a faceless corporation trying to exploit our childhood memories, they keep making movies for like Morbius or Venom. Venom 2 is simultaneously the worst movie ever the worst movie I've ever seen but also the best one um yeah it's terrible but they're also making movie for characters like Black Cat and Silver Sable who Black Cat already people just think she's Catwoman from Batman and Silver Sable no one knows who that is besides people who read comics she's just like this assassin woman who is always dressed in all silver and also she's like a bit of a ninja and stuff. Uh, she's kind of cool, but not for a movie. And people like Amy Pascal and Avi Arad, who are in charge of the Spider-Man movies at Sony Pictures, they're clueless. They're clueless. Okay, you ever heard the, the leaks for The Amazing Spider-Man 3? There's gonna be like a Sinister Sticks movie, and Aunt May was gonna be a super spy or something, and they were gonna just do a bunch of really insane stuff and it doesn't make any sense to me. I can't stand it. I, it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Moving on. We've got Dion Nassef. Did you say that yeah. you are a fan of um, electronic dance music by any chance? Yeah, um, I used to be really into that stuff like when I was smaller just because um, my older brother was like really into going to raves and oh, I mean, 
He was a bit of yeah, a party I know, boy. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. He's a bit of a number well, one party boy, huh? It's so funny. Yeah, it's it's funny because he'll tell me about like the things that people do, and it's at raves, and it's like this is the weirdest uh, battle royale I've seen in my life. It was It kind of seems like that, you know. I didn't watch it, but I hear there was a documentary on uh, HBO about like Woodstock '99 or something. And it just sounds terrible. It sounds like just the worst thing that anyone's ever experienced. I'm saying exactly. Uh, yeah, no, like you'll see like rave TikTok, and it'll be talking about how these people are like absolutely fried out of their minds and like <laughs> vomiting, and you know, like all body fluids are just coming, like secreting out of them. <laughs> and it's like, I'm. Hmm, I like Daft Punk, but not like, not like this, not like an ooze monster. You, I can see why you're an artist, because you're painting quite a picture in my head right now. It's not a picture that I like to have in my head. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, though. It was pretty what funny. A bit of a comedian? Yeah, well, I've always wanted to go into stand-up, um, but talking to, like, my friends is, like, a different thing. Like, it's, it's like, to organize these kinds of interests um, mm-hmm. is, like, a skill in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you're a lot like Joker from the movie okay. Joker. <laughs> You know, you said you like you said you like Daft Punk. Give me some. Give me, give me my previous guest, who was on just a moment ago, uh, DJ JC Jedi. He was also a fan of Daft Punk. I really liked uh, Daft Punk for a while. A friend of CMRU.ca, Jonas CJ JC Jedi. No, yeah, he's a DJ. He's like kind of a cool kid. He's a student at Toronto Film School too, and he's. We're just a lot of different artists and creators in the city of Calgary. Uh, I'd say I'm a pretty big music fan. I'd say I haven't been as into DJing as I was about two years ago. And I've kind of moved on to different interests, but I still have fun DJing in my room. I don't know about doing events anymore, but yeah. Yeah, I've moved into writing for film and television. Uh, I found that DJing, it, I like really liked it, but I feel like the writing side is more, I have way more creativity in that area, and I feel like it's more what I'm meant to do and what I'm naturally better at than DJing from what I was used to, what I was doing before. Would you say that, that the music, it's influenced your writing in any way? You know, any particular ways yeah. that being a... a a busy um, internet music nerd, as one might say. I'd say I, the, definitely. I'd say I used to do like uh, mixes and post them online, and a lot of them I found kind of had a natural story to them. And I realized that when I was doing my mixes, I was actually creating more of a story with the music rather than making like a hype club mix. So I'd say. I kind of found my interest in storytelling through when I used to do these mixes. Okay. Because they were kind of a narrative structure to the mixes. Okay, yeah. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. It's moving from one form of storytelling to another, even though it's two completely different mediums. It's actually kind of cool. It's kind of cool, you know. Can I think it? I think it's actually it'll prepare you better for writing like screenplays if you can tell a story just through a series of songs beforehand. It gives you a little bit of an edge on the competition, you could say. Guess you could say that. <laughs> so. As this show is about EDM, and you know things about music and film and, and all that, all that artsy, all that artsy stuff. So I have this, uh, running, this running idea on my show that EDM is kind of a omen for the apocalypse when like robots take over or we all end up in a capitalist dystopian nightmare a la Blade Runner or something of the sort, RoboCop. I enjoy going on about the robot uprising and the cool sci-fi futuristic sound of EDM. But what I don't like about society's slow move towards a Philip K. Dick novel is the fashion, specifically the shoes. I consider myself a bit of a sneakerhead, often being found browsing through six shoe store websites simultaneously at four in the morning. So naturally, I'm just constantly seeing whatever new thing all the big brands are doing in terms of design. Converse fans, Doc Martens, and New Balance have all recently been pushing new designs and silhouettes that have a real deconstructed, futuristic look to them. Vans with their new MTEs, the cold weather shoes. Converse has too many to count. The New Balance 327 and Doc Martens have 30 new platforms that release every five seconds, some of which can be very helpful when trying to, to, when trying to look like an anime character. Let me tell you, I hate all of these boring, repetitive, sci-fi light shoe designs. It just feels like all these brands are playing a game of broken telephone passing around the exact same concept sketches. Somehow, all the texture in life is stripped out of these silhouettes. And... I mean literally for the texture. The materials physically have no texture, just smooth, mass-produced leatherette. Nike's doing this as well, specifically with the Nike Adapt Auto Mag, but the difference there is that their Adapt line of shoes are self-tying, an actual futuristic design element, because Nike Adapt started as a mere science fiction pipe dream in Back to the Future Part 2. As I was, as I was saying, as I was saying, we're all doomed to be um, killed by either robots or corporations that make really cool cars. Tes Tesla, Tesla, Elon Musk is gonna kill us. But those movies, do you have, do you, would you have any insights into movies like, uh, like Blade Runner 2049, it was directed by Denis Villeneuve. And he's also recently come up with another movie Dune. Dune. It's based off of, <laughs> It's based off. It's based off of a novel by uh, Frank Herbert. Is that the name? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Okay. So, Dune t- tells of a, a a very high fantasy, futuristic sci-fi world, hundreds of years in the future, thousands of years in the future, and it was the inspiration for a lot of stuff. So, if I can just hear hear your thoughts, because from what I've gathered. From what I've gathered from, you know, my research, my deep research into your background, you know quite a lot about Dune. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty big Dune fan, I guess you could say. I <laughs> could. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about about like the world and and maybe how it 
is a reflection about how it reflects the views of this of the views of our world when the, at the time mm-hmm. the book was written, which is I don't know way back when, and maybe how it can uh, show off some stuff from today's world. Hmm, that's a good question. I'll have to think about that for a second. I'd say the first book, I it follows a pretty like basic hero's journey archetype, but I'd say the second book. The, all the following books kind of work more to reflect our current world. Like, well, I guess, uh, am I allowed to spoil stuff, or is that... I don't know. Um, if you're listening and you care about the movie Dune, or the book Dune, and the series Dune, then, I don't know, cover your ears for the next couple minutes, because, again, we're hanging on some spoiler territory. Yeah, so, the basically, the first book, there's, like, kind of Paul's hero's journey where he becomes this like messiah figure and that's kind of where the first book ends spoiler alert then I'd say the second book is more what kind of reflects our world today and our current world and basically what happens in that book is Paul this messiah is kind of demystified he basically goes on like a crusade across the universe killing billions and billions of people and it's kind of just showing how these like charismatic leaders and messiahs who are their politics are tied into religion can be pretty deadly for humankind and i'd say it kind of shows that we shouldn't put all of our trust in one leader especially if they're tied to religion I don't know, that's not that relevant today, I guess. I don't know any many leaders tied to religion at the moment, but... Uh, uh, well, the yeah, Pope? Yeah, 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 true, true. <laughs> I don't know how much, like, power the Pope has at the moment, though. I don't know. People called Trump the Messiah, and they also called Barack Obama the Antichrist. Well, yeah, there you go. Personally, I don't know. Maybe you just shouldn't trust politicians. Especially you know. if they're, they tie themselves to religion. Yeah. Especially if they uh, try to genocide the universe in the name of, like, a giant worm. Yeah, even, even in the third book, uh, Paul is compared to Hitler and Genghis Khan by one of the other characters. So, I mean... That's a protagonist yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't it? Ain't it, bud? Now on the agenda is a Zed combo meal. First, it's Stay the Night by Zed, featuring Haley Williams. After that, it's Starving by Haley Steinfeld featuring Zed. In case you didn't realize, I chose those songs because one of them was a Zed song featuring someone named Haley, and the other was a song by someone named Haley featuring Zed. Though the Haley's are different, the first one is the lead singer of Paramore, the second one is starring in the Hawkeye show on Disney Plus. Because, you know, like EDM's got, you got like Daft Punk. Okay, they got these crazy, these crazy robot heads. I believe you know something about having a Daft Punk robot head. Yeah, I, well, the with the song we played earlier, Defunk, it's this music video, and it has this uh, dog walking around in it. It's like this dog with a broken leg and a crutch. And uh, that was actually one of my best Halloween costumes, is I, I don't know what grade that was, but I wore the dog helmet and put on a cast and had a crutch, but, like, no one, know, no one knew who I was, <laughs> but it was still a... Uh, a fun costume for myself, I guess. Give me some, give me some insights into maybe how they, how they've impacted music, because they're kind of like this, like they're like the standard, like 
I don't know. I didn't know anything about EDM before going on this magnificent journey of a radio show slash um, trek through a dangerous wilderness. But I did know Daft Punk. So, you know, you know what are your thoughts on them? Okay. Well, I think it's important to note that I feel like, I feel like this, like EDM kind of gets like this reputation as like borrowed or like stolen music um, or that it's just uninspired, um, which isn't true because I feel that uh, this music can inspire a lot of things from people when they listen to it. So while I don't necessarily think that, uh, think that it's like this like derivative nonsense, I also can like understand that people, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but I would say that Daft Punk is like, everybody likes at least one song with them or by them. Um, for me, though, oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, yeah, continue. It's, it's like, you don't really have to be interested in electronic music to enjoy Daft Punk because they do borrow from things, like, they do borrow from, like, funk. Um, and I, I think that electronic music as, like, its own, like, genre does borrow from funk which is also very exciting because once again these are very enjoyable like genres like funk and EDM like you don't really have to know or you don't really have to know too much about the uh, artists to at least enjoy some someone from from these um true true but I really like yeah uh, so I was born in like 2003 and Discovery I think it's 2001 my older brother used to play that album specifically, and I really enjoyed, I was like a little baby, a little stupid baby. I really enjoyed the visuals, and it's just something that's kind of been like <laughs> like a little background soundtrack. My official, my official like, uh, game soundtrack, this is epic. I'm just kidding. But, uh, um, yeah, it's like always been this background sort of a thing, and uh, it's been very enjoyable just yeah, yeah. yeah. Get your life soundtrack. You're strutting down the, the road, the main character with your electronic music because um, electronic music is like a main character soundtrack is honestly a lot better because it probably means you're cooler and less whiny than most protagonists in media. Like Joker? <laughs> yeah. Joker? Yeah, you could say, you know, then, you're not a lot like Joker in the end. Childish Gambino looks a lot like Donald Glover. I wonder if they're related. They're both pretty talented. Childish Gambino makes great music, and Redbone is an excellent example of that. I don't actually know if people in the EDM scene consider Redbone to be EDM, but it sounds like it could be a part of the sub- of a subgenre. I'll come to a conclusion at a later date. I think that if it's electronica... It, it counts. Yeah, it's all the same. It counts. You know, I play some funk on this show just because, you know, EDM, a lot of EDM likes to sample uh, funk music. You know, music's all just 
It's all just one big hodgepodge of different well, yeah, like, ideas. Well, yeah, what is EDM? Electronic dance music. So, I mean, if yeah. it's made on a computer and you can <laughs> dance to it and it's music, then exactly, everything is exactly. EDM. Everything's EDM. If you play the soundtrack from a video game, that's like EDM. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. How funny would it be if, like, if over, <laughs> over my side of the phone I started playing, like, JT Music, Five Minutes of Freddy's rap? Like one, like oh, that'd be fantastic! I Honestly, think, yeah, I got go, some EDM for you, pal. Yeah, but I don't think we have the—I don't think we have the rights to that one. So it's just you know the lawyers, the the army of lawyers that would just like show up and start beating the hell out of me. Yeah. JT Music lawyers. Yeah, but also like our own lawyers because we definitely have an army of lawyers at CMRU.ca by students for you. Uh, you remember Super Meat Boys? controversy with like PETA where it's like so no. super soy boy or super what? <laughs> <laughs> to- was it, do you mean like, super tofu boy tofu boy yeah <laughs> yeah soy boy is from a completely different thing is, that uh, I'm personally not I'm not associated with anyone who uh, uses that terminology in a derogatory manner um, yeah so anyways you mean super tofu boy <laughs> We're condemning fortune. <laughs> I have Get to. Out of here. I don't want I mean, anyone to think otherwise. Kind of, yeah, it was its own can of worms, and this is a music podcast. Yeah. Podcast, sorry, radio. I'm fake. I'm literally a fake fan. I was born in California, the land of the free, and the home of the brave. DJ got us fallen in love tonight by Usher. It was a basis for uh, a parody that was made by, by a YouTube personality way back in like 2011 called Revenge. It was, mine, it was a Minecraft parody and it's very near and dear to my heart. And that's why I just, actually no, this one, yeah, this was the Revenge, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, it's pretty good, it's pretty good. And it gets just even better when you think about how it's my how there's there's a Minecraft parody of it that millions of people know. We found love by Rihanna. Rihanna, I don't know, featuring Calvin Harris. Also another 2011 classic. No, but seriously, people who act like they don't like Calvin Harris, it's it's so it, but hmm, top 100 tracks. Hmm. You know, I've it's played. I played a lot of Calvin Harris. I played a few Calvin Harris songs, I think, on this show. And I honestly can't remember what any of them were or what they sounded like. I do remember playing Usher, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I think it's fine. I played the song that turned into the Minecraft parody. I played that one. It's pretty good. Well, we're having some technical issues right now. Um, Everything's falling apart. The studio is on fire. And, you know, I'm just kind of living life. So, well, I try to get this sorted out. I'm bringing back Infected Mushroom because I found a song of theirs titled Herbert the Pervert. But you could say their music's really infecting my brain. Dion, are you there, bud? Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. No, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I'm pretty funny, too. 
Yeah, so that's the personal fulfillment. Even yeah, exactly. if none of the uh, the poser normies could recognize the talent and the the, the uh, individuality, the uniqueness <laughs> <laughs> expressed in such a costume. It's a very like artistic. Uh, yeah, it's like um, like you would normies wouldn't understand. It's like it really kind of like art house. You know, like, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Some grindhouse. Um, yeah. Very. Yeah, like I, I like to go to the coffee shop, sit computer on one hand, you know, producing some EDM. Like my other hand, my left hand, so usually yeah. doing some writing. You, know? you walk around with like a turntable, just kind of slung around yeah. your shoulder. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty much my uh, I respect six that. day work week. That's a grind set. That's a grind set. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You're listening to CMRU.ca by students for you. Let's pretend he's a joker for real, and you bought him on your uh, radio show, and he just started and he just started like just complaining about rap music and like playing the queen and like anime opening for like the best. And he's like, this is the epitome. He's like this, is, and he's and he's so real for that. And no one's doing it like him, honestly. Guys, rap more like crap. Maloney. I am. Done with everything. Why? Why is that? It's just, it's so cold. I will see you next time on my electric expedition. Just.